More charges have been added against former President Trump in the classified documents case. A UPS strike has been averted with new agreements on pay and benefits for part-time workers. Information on these stories and much, much more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here. It is Monday, July 31st. Can you believe it? I said it yesterday, I do believe. Can't believe we're already about to go into August. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. But yes, it's Monday, July 31st, and of course, 2023. And we're here for another news show. We're back with the weekend's news and everything important from last week. So we're going to jump into all of that here in a moment. But before we do that, let's get into the weather headed into this week. And starting in Los Angeles, California, it'll be partly cloudy today with a high of 88 degrees. In Houston, Texas, expect mostly clear skies today with a high of 103 degrees. In Chicago, Illinois, mostly clear again with a high of 83. And then finally in New York City, expect mostly clear skies once again with a high of 85. So pretty clear across the country here today, although it's going to be a little rainy up here. And just to give you guys a little bit of a difference understanding how easily things can change i'm only a few hours north of the city you know a good three four hours north and yet it's going to be almost 10 degrees cooler here than what it'll be in the city which is kind of crazy to think about only a few hours away and yet 10 degrees just shows just a little distance can make a huge difference when it comes to temperature and stuff like that but really i don't have much to go into here at the top you know, we, we have a bunch of news that does need to get talked about here. We weren't here on Friday, so we have some things to catch up on. Uh, and starting out, there have been more charges added against former President Trump. Now, we told you guys before that we might be seeing more charges pressed against former President Trump. There might be more charges coming his way. However, they ended up coming in a different form than what we were expecting. On Thursday, Special Counsel Jack Smith, who has been leading the investigation for the Mar-a-Lago case, added three more charges against the former president. Now, let's take a look at what these charges are and see what it means for the trial situation, which we have been looking at as this whole case is unfolded. So, The first two charges added were two more counts of obstruction. There had already been several listed in the 37 counts from before, and now there are two more. This is because prosecution got hold of a tape that allegedly shows Trump working with an employee of Mar-a-Lago to have the surveillance tapes for the resort erased and destroyed. This took place in a 24-minute phone call following a federal subpoena from the Justice Department for the footage, and it is then alleged in the new indictment that the maintenance worker by the name of Carlos worked to have the footage destroyed, even going to the head of IT, saying, quote, the boss wanted it destroyed, what are we going to do, end quote. The head of IT refused to delete the footage, and it is not claimed in the indictment that the footage was ever erased or destroyed. 
The third added charge relates to the retention of a document Trump did not have the authority to possess up until these new charges had been added. He had never actually been charged with the possession of that document, which was noted in a tape that had become kind of the backbone of the prosecution's case not that long ago, and we did report on that a little ways back. It is also worth noting that following the addition of these charges, Trump posted on his platform Truth Social that he handed over this evidence willingly to the Justice Department. But what does this mean for the start of the trial? Well, as we talked about recently, the trial was initially set to begin in May of 2024. However, we also mentioned that a number of individual deadlines from August until the start of the trial could have caused the start to be pushed back, thus being pushed further into the election cycle. Well, now these charges could only amplify that pushing the start date further and further back and closer and closer to election day itself. And at this point, it remains to be seen whether this trial will start before or after the 2024 election. And that is, of course, also combined with the policy from the Justice Department, which we also talked about recently, in which they don't take up cases or don't go ahead with cases against active political campaigners. We had talked about the danger of a strike by about 340,000 UPS workers last Friday, a little over a week ago now, but that strike has now been averted thanks to the reopening of negotiations between the UPS and Teamsters this past week. When they came back to the table, the two parties only had to hash out one more area, that being paying benefits for part-time workers. And that is exactly what happened here, starting off under the new five year contract, both part-time and full-time workers will see a pay increase of $2.75 by the end of 2023 and an increase of $7.50 by the end of this contract period. There will also be a pay increase for part-time workers who are just starting out from $16.20 an hour to a flat $21 an hour. There were other areas of this agreement as well, including making Martin Luther King Jr. Day a full holiday and ending forced overtime on driver's days off. UPS had also agreed to eliminate a lower pay class of drivers that worked all week, including weekends, and converted them into full-time drivers. And with the new pay scale shift, UPS is creating 7,500 full-time positions while filling 22,500 part-time jobs. Teamsters President Sean O'Brien said in a statement that in the negotiations last week, UPS brought $30 billion more to the table and that this was a truly historic move across the board. And this agreement while made between UPS and Teamsters Tuesday, still had to be brought back to the union members for a vote, though it does seem that this situation has been resolved. However, all that being said, there has been some other drama concerning another strike story that we have been following, especially in the clubhouse rooms, that being Yellow Freight. And for the information on this story, be sure to join us on Clubhouse today at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can also catch the replay of that live stream if you don't get a chance to join us at 2 p.m. Uh, to get that information as well. So follow the link in the show notes 
to join the house on Clubhouse and get all of that information, get all those details, and much more. A shooting rocked Muncie, Indiana late Saturday night, causing chaos at a community block party. The shooting took place at 1 a.m. on Sunday when a flurry of bullets left the community reeling. 19 were injured in the panic, whether by gunshot wounds or injuries caused by the chaos, and a 30-year-old man by the name of Joseph E. Bonner was also found dead at the scene. There are still a lot of unknowns and unanswered questions when it comes to this case. There are currently no details about a possible suspect in the case or any arrests made by Muncie police. This also means, of course, that we don't have any idea what the motivation for this shooting was, and as As I said before, 19 were injured due to the shooting and were sent to the nearby hospital in Muncie, where 13 were confirmed to be in stabilized conditions as of Sunday, while others were sent via medical helicopter to other hospitals in critical condition. As more information is made available on the story, we will be sure to update you guys on this one. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell experienced another concerning health incident last week. During his weekly remarks, the Kentucky Republican seemed to freeze up, stopping for about 30 seconds before being led off back to his office for several minutes before returning to finish the conference. This has sparked more concern over the minority leader's health status after the fall he suffered earlier this year, which caused a concussion. And it turns out that McConnell has suffered two other falls during 2023 that were never reported. The first of these falls occurred on a trip out of the United States when it was said that he quickly got up and dusted himself off and was perfectly fine. The other was at Ronald Reagan International Airport on July 14th, though he was seen in the Capitol later that same day. A spokesperson for the minority leader said that McConnell still gets around just fine, though does use a wheelchair in certain circumstances, particularly in crowded areas as a form of precaution. McConnell was in good spirits about the incident this week, though, saying on Wednesday that President Biden, a political foe, yet a friend, called to check up on him And he said that he told the president, quote, I got sandbagged, end quote. He also said that he plans to finish out this congressional term as the Senate minority leader. He has continued to receive support from his congressional colleagues, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Now, getting into rapid news, an explosion caused by a suicide bombing at an Islamist political event in Pakistan this weekend killed more than 50 people and injured at least 200. And Phoenix, Arizona saw its 31st day of temperatures of at least 110 degrees, continuing this burning hot record. Now getting into good news for today, and we have a truly heartwarming pet story for you guys. I can't pass up on these. You guys know that. So as we know, there have been massive wildfires spreading across Canada, causing evacuations for several towns within the country. And of course, most of these people are evacuating, heading as far away from the wildfires as they can. But there were three men, one Guy with the initial idea, joined by his teenage son and 80-year-old stepfather, who drove right towards the fires with a goal in mind. Because, of course, all the people were evacuating, 
and evacuating safely. But these three men were concerned about the status of these people's pets because when you're under an evacuation order like this and you're trying to move as quickly as possible it can be hard to you know figure out the situation with your pet whether you have a dog cat or whatever else and so these three guys decided to drive right towards the fires drive right towards these towns and rescue as many pets as they possibly could the guy loaded up his truck with as many dog kennels as he could get in there and headed out and they made several trips so they made one trip into one of the nearby towns one of the towns with an evacuation order and gathered up a ton of dogs ton of dogs filled all the kennels and drove back to their home city of Yellowknife. and when they got back there was a vet who heard about the situation and immediately stepped in to help give these dogs temporary, you know, living in temporary space until their owners could rescue them once again after they had evacuated themselves. And so these three guys then made a second trip. Now, they were almost blocked off. The highway back to the town that they visited had been closed at first. And so they were actually considering how to make this work via plane however the highway reopened and so they made another trip mind you they got back to Yellowknife at 8 p.m with the initial trip and the highway didn't stay close for very long so they made another trip that night and rescued more dogs and even some cats this time around and brought them back and the same vet helped step in again and after just a couple more hours of sleep they made another trip these three guys went over and over again to rescue pets to just make sure that the pets were safe the dogs and the cats and all these animals were safe while the owners made sure that they along with their families were safe and could go back for their pets without having to worry about them later so this was just an incredible move you know, to drive into these towns threatened by wildfires, threatened by the smoke and all these things to save these pets, to make sure that they weren't forgotten about. It's an incredible story. It's just such a heartwarming moment. And I absolutely love this one. You know, I can't pass up on a good pet story, right? It, it, they're just too incredible. They're too wonderful. But that is the end of this episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And again, be sure to join us on Clubhouse for more news today at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or again, if you can't catch the live stream, they are available on replay later. So you can also find them there. But that is the end of this one. Like I said, I hope you guys have a great start to your week. We will be back tomorrow morning for an episode of Eye on the Ball. Until then, though... We will see you later. Bye.